0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Johnny Bananas, and I'm going to be covering a brand new season of The Challenge USA on CBS that, of course, I will be completely dominating on my podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Head over to that
1: feed and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash Pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles And your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
3: All right, Survivor fans, Tyson fans, even Riley fans, we are back with some more off-season coverage of Survivor. It's been a few weeks since we recorded last, so I'll see if I can get this right. Welcome back to The Pod Has Spoken. Uh, I am here with my co-host, Riley McAtee. Assuming that's still your last name, you got married uh, a week or two ago and did you hyphenate? What did you, what was the uh, last name strategy there?
4: No, I'm I'm keeping my last name, and mm-hmm. uh, my wife is changing her last name to
3: to my. And last you made name, her do so. that?
4: Yeah, you know it was a condition of getting married. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> no, no. I uh, she she could do what what she wanted, of mm-hmm. course, uh, of
3: course, but with some strong push to right. take on Macatee.
4: Yeah, she can do what she wants, but there's you know consequences for every action,
3: <laughs> like lost mail and stuff. Okay. Yeah,
4: so. We are the how, how was the wedding? The, uh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It was like everything we wanted it to be. We got like the most perfect weather. And of course, like all of our friends and family there. And it was just, uh,
3: it was just beautiful. Um,
4: highly recommend a wedding.
3: Yeah. A wedding. Yeah. And then tell us in a couple of years how you feel about marriage.
4: No, so I think our plan is we'll get divorced in a few years so that we can have another wedding because we had such a great time.
3: I don't think you have to get divorced to have another wedding. I think you could just do that. But I mean, if you want to go through the whole thing and pay extra. Uh, Well, it looked amazing. Congratulations. You have that glow about you and uh, really happy for you. And I am happy for us and our listeners because our guest today, who's right on the train are you uh, by was, the was railway? Right, you going by my house. I'm what sorry. is your rent over there? Pretty cheap, uh, I'm assuming. You got like airplanes. I'm hearing trains going by. <laughs> I know those uh, those apartments close to the tracks are usually some of the cheapest. So it's
4: the it's. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, Newly man. I do my best, life. but compromises have to be made. Okay. <laughs> and the windows closed and everything. It's closed. It's a hot day too, so I'm like burning up right now. Okay. Um
3: Well, you're wearing but... a long sleeve shirt. Uh, l- listen, Riley, I'm wearing a T-shirt. Ashley's probably going to cut that out. Ashley, our producer, and I'm going to look like a buffoon because I'm going to be the only one that heard the truck passing. But our guest here, one of the OGs, probably the OG of Survivor coverage, I think since day one, he'll have to enlighten us from Entertainment Weekly, Dalton Ross. Dalton, first of all, did you hear that truck pass?
0: Yeah, yeah. I can back you up on that one, Tyson. Confirmed source. I heard the truck.
4: Yeah.
3: Thank you. And Dalton, we've been friends for a long time, you and I, since uh, probably Token Chains. I don't know. You might have hated me uh, then, but you have been covering Survivor for longer than anybody that is still in the game at all. Everybody else has either, uh, you know, passed away RIP or uh, moved on to different shows that have since been canceled. How does it feel to be like the OG? of Survivor coverage?
0: Weird, like super weird. Like, yeah, I I wrote about, I I, I started Entertainment Weekly about six months or so before Survivor started. Okay. And so it was just a timing thing. And I wrote a column, a TV column then called What to Watch, which was basically like a TV's listings column, but I kind of like on crack. Because I sort of was really weird with it. But anyway, so I wrote about the very first episode of Survivor. I think I literally only wrote one sentence, but I did write about it. And, what, and, uh, what was
3: the sentence like?
0: It was really bad. I looked back. I think maybe it was Winners <laughs> of War. I went back and looked at like and and like, <laughs> tweeted out the first thing I ever wrote about Survivor. Mm-hmm. And it was really stupid. I, I don't remember. It was something about like, I hope they don't have to eat snakes or something like that. It was really poor. Um, so yeah, I've been, and, and, but it's just, it is weird when I think about all the words I've written about this show over 23 years and just like all the time that I could have put into something actually like useful, <laughs> like important, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like that I've wasted writing about survivor. It's actually a little depressing. It is honestly it? is. I mean, it is, I love it. I lo- I wouldn't do uh-huh. it if I didn't like it. Like, I easily could have bailed on this show years and years ago, but, but I enjoy doing it. But it is, when you think about all the time that you've spent and I'm sure everyone's done that in something. Maybe there's some sh- like show that you watch 300 episodes of. Maybe it's Survivor. It's Maybe every it's show. Like, every yeah, show it's like you
3: it's like homework. Like now you're tuning into a show and you're like, I got to get through this one so I can get on to the next one everybody's talking about.
0: Yeah. I, well, I feel like that way about sports sometimes. Okay. Like, right. Like I watch a lot of football, professional football, Tyson. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so stupid. Like, A, why do I care? Yeah. B, why is it like a hold on my emotions? C, w- couldn't I use that time? So Instead of sitting my ass on a couch watching like Monday Night Football to actually do something
3: like legitimate, but. Just do calisthenics while you're watching TV.
0: I know, I do try and do that. A little stand up and move a little bit. But yeah. I, I, it's, it's been a, a colossal waste of time over 23 years, but it's been, but it's been fun.
3: I'm it's gonna been argue fun. the opposite. Because, and first of all, I don't know what it is right now about Survivor. But every time I navigate in public anywhere, I am more recognizable than I've ever been. I have more fans coming up to me, getting pictures. And this week I traveled to Pittsburgh and on my way home, there was a therapist who works at junior high school to help these kids navigate their lives and all the struggles that come with being a young teenager now. And I was like, you're the heroes. You know, I know that I get a lot of accolades for being awesome on TV, but People like you are making a difference. And she was like, and I think this pertains to you, Dalton. This is where I'm, I'm going. She was like, but you entertain and you bring joy to people who love something. And that is your mission. So Dalton, like, how many times has my dad texted me about an article you've written? So many times. Like, my dad will just be like, Dalton Ross, here's what he said. And I was like, thanks, dad. And uh, over and over. So wow. you are making a difference, Dalton. So it's not a complete waste because all these people look forward to hearing from you every week.
0: Well, uh, I don't know if that's that's true. Um, judging by some of the responses I get on social media. But uh that's <laughs> fine. I uh I mean it's it is interesting the staying power of Survivor. And like, you know, I mean I I think in terms of you saying to this day, people you know stopping you on the street or whatever i mean i i think it's i mean i don't want to rustle any feathers but no. i would say that uh but that it's sort of two factors one is the pandemic and so many people um found this show binge watching over the pandemic sure. i had like my best friend in the world had basically never watched an episode and then all of a sudden became upset i mean even though like this is my best friend i write about it every week it's a huge part of my life he's like did he ever think to like want to converse with me about it no uh, and then COVID happens and all of a sudden he's an expert. And then the other thing is uh, Netflix. I mean, Tyson, you're on Netflix right now, right? Token Sheen yeah, is on, right is on now. there right now. So they, I, a lot of people had never watched the show till show on Netflix. It's like freaking Suits. Mm-hmm. Like, why is everyone watching Suits Yeah, that's now? crazy. Like, that's it's, insane. It's like a weird old, like, it's a fine show. I'm not dissing Suits. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like, everyone's talking about Suits because it's on freaking Netflix.
3: Yeah, and they're cramming it down our throats. Like, every single time I yeah, finish a show, know, it's like, here's too. a preview of Suits. And I was like, is this new? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I get it. And it is true. And I actually... Token Sheens. I mean, a lot of people will say that's the the best Tyson there ever was. But I would argue to say Wait, that... do people say that? Token Chains was the best Diehard Die-hard Tyson fans will maintain that Token Chains was...
0: In terms of just character, in terms of lighting character. up the screen, yeah, yeah, million dollar smile.
3: That's right. <laughs> it's I mean, obviously, blood, <laughs>
0: blood versus water was your real, like you know, especially after you know some of the let's just call them questionable game moves. Blunders. Uh, your first, your first two times <laughs> mm-hmm. out, that was where you really shined as a player. Obviously, with blood
3: Yeah, and I would, and I would also argue, like, okay, blood versus water still has to come out on Netflix at some time, mm-hmm. and even winners at war, where. Maybe outside of the winner, I was the next central character in the season.
0: Natalie too. Natalie
3: Natalie too. Sure, we'll give it to her. So let's go back. So you get to Entertainment Weekly. Are they like, "Hey, you need to watch Survivor," or were you like, "This no"?
0: It's so Survivor came on. I mean, I feel like I'm giving a history lesson. Survivor now. So but like, but no. but, But for those that you know are younger or people that just described it, and actually, I think as we're talking. I think uh, t- as we're recording this today is the um, anniversary of the finale of season one where over 51 million people watched that live. I mean, just think Insane. about that now. Like think of a, sh- a TV broadcast TV show. Now is lucky to get like 2 million people to watch lucky. Yeah. 51 million people. So it was a national phenomenon. We're at that time, a weekly magazine covering the biggest in entertainment. So people were all over it and I was too new. So I, I didn't do a lot. Uh, I wrote about it in my little TV column for the magazine, but we weren't doing a lot on the web at that time, Tyson. So it really wasn't a lot happening. Where I really started to become the survivor guy. Mm -hmm. So I was part of a team that was all writing about it. Yeah. And then when I really started, I think it was season four, Marquesas. There was someone else, a TV critic named Ken Tucker, who actually recapped the show online before then. And he didn't want to do it anymore. Like a lot of people, Survivor, okay, the big, huge thing. It's not quite as huge anymore. So he didn't want to do it anymore. And so I said, I'll do it. So I, that's when I started doing weekly recaps and stuff was Marquesas. And I remember going to the finale of Marquesas. It was in central park and we were freezing because it was outside. So they gave us those like space blankets that you see people wear after running a marathon. Yeah. And then a producer's like, those look terrible on TV, take them back. So then they took them away from us. And then I went to your BFF, Boston Rob. afterwards. I saw him at the after party. This is back when they had after parties before Johnny Fairplay got in a fight with Prop's brother. Okay. Uh, and they canceled them all. And so uh, I went up to him like, hey, I just want to say like my recaps got a lot less entertaining after you got voted out. And he couldn't have been less interested in talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was just a nobody. He was like a bunch of, you know, hot, hot chicks there whatever was happening. It was pre-Amber times.
3: Can you uh, give us like an impersonation?
0: Yeah. yeah, No, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) He, 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 he nicely excused himself, but that was really season four where I started covering it. And then I, my first time out on location was all stars.
3: Okay. Yeah. And so up until that you'd been covering from home and, or, you know, your office, whatever, when you went to Marquesas finale, was that CBS invite or did entertainment weekly send you there?
0: Well, it was you know it's all it's one and the same. Basically, okay. what happens is when you're working at uh, at Entertainment Weekly, you know, you you contact CBS and say, hey, you know, finale's happening in New York. I don't remember how it went down where they said, hey, who wants tickets, or if we put in a request for tickets. Okay, but there was a few of us from EW were all there and, and checking out. I used to go to the finales a lot when they were in New York. They used to, and then I stopped going because it was uh, I have to work that night you know it's finale night i'm like writing up recaps or doing interviews this or that it became too much of a pain so i actually have not been to a finale since survivor fiji i think season 14 so wow. it's 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 been a while since i actually went to a finale just cuz it's easier for me to Get stuff done for my couch and my PJs. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Oh, I know. And the finale is- Who wants to
0: leave the house? Who wants to leave the house? That's what I'm
3: saying. Let's be honest. My wife keeps telling me to get a pickleball court here at the house. And I'm like, that's literally the only reason I leave. And you are so annoyed with me at the house all day long. And now the only thing I leave for, I'm not anymore. This is not good. So let's go to All Stars. So you go on location- and was this CBS bringing you or was this entertainment weekly being like here's a budget let's get you out there
0: it's really funny the press and we can get into a lot of this if you if this is what you want to talk want about to. but sort of just just sort of the the way it sort of changed going on location yeah. with the members of the press so back then i only went out if i was going to be doing a big magazine cover story or not even cover story but a big magazine story right okay. like you, I wouldn't go out just to like do online coverage and the, all the people that went out were people that were doing big print magazine stories. So I went out for All-Stars because we're going to do our cover. We're going to do a cover on Survivor All-Stars. And so it was me. It was uh, Shauna Malcolm from TV Guide, Cynthia Wong from People Magazine. There was someone there from In Touch, And then there were a few kind of like broadcast, you know, like Access Hollywood, That's that sort of stuff. And... I didn't really know what to expect at all, right? Like, yeah. And um, so I went out, interviewed all the players, um, you know, maybe a day or two before the game started. It was really funny because this was right after, keep in mind, this is right after Pearl Islands. Pearl Islands, they told the cast, hey, we're going to do like a press day. And then while they're on the boat on the way of the press day, they said, psych, and they threw him overboard and started the game.
3: That's how we did Token Chains too.
0: Oh, is that what, really?
3: Yeah. Is that they what they got token Yeah, they said, everybody get your game clothes on. We're going to go do a press day. Game will start tomorrow. Uh, but we got to get photos of everybody in their game clothes on the truck that we're going to be using. We're just doing like mimicking day one. And then, Jeff, and even like Jeff was running the intro and everything. And at some point, you're like, this it's is fun. actually it. And they, yeah. I don't think they ever told us until they were like, walk to camp. But at some point, because everything was so serious, we understood that it probably was happening right
4: then. Was in Pearl Island's, uh, was it their game clothes that they told them to wear? Or was it like not game clothes? I
0: d- that I don't know because I wasn't at Pearl Island's. But they, they so I don't know if they were told, put your game clothes on. I assume they did because they want them in their clothes, right? Yeah. So they probably said, hey, we're going to do some photos and interviews. You know, they do photos, they do video EPK stuff all before they go out there. So I then come out after this, just what the All-Stars have seen. And they were so paranoid. And these are people that have all played before, <laughs> which is funny. These are like people and um, Sue Hawk has like, like her shoes tied to her shirt and she won't go anywhere without all of her supplies. Ethan's like, I'm doing an interview with him. He's looking behind me and there's a helicopter and he's getting all worried. And I, it was really, really funny. They're all really on edge.
3: That's still how it is. Like yeah. you never know when they're starting and you know that they can just throw it at you. And so even at, on Winners at War, every time we got on a boat to go do something, I was like, this is the day, this is the day, here we go. They are a little more open now with returning players as like, yeah. this is the day, so definitely eat as much as you can today.
0: So I, I had a great time interviewing the cast it Was and then I didn't know what it was gonna be like, like being out there. And I was, Tyson, I was so shocked that, I thought like, I, I don't know, didn't know what to expect. So I thought I'd get out on the island, right? I get to the tribe camps and mm-hmm. Tyson's seen me out of tribe camps a lot. Yeah. And I thought literally be like, all right, here's a roped off area, like 50 feet away. And, you, you know, we're going to give you some binoculars and you can see what's going on. That's what I literally thought it'd be like. Yeah. I didn't realize I could literally walk right up to anyone and do, you know, be anywhere I wanted as long as I wasn't in a shop. So all you have to do is realize where are the cameramen, where's the boom operator. And if the boom operator's not in the shot, I'm not in the shot. What are their angles? And the more you go out there, the more you used to it become and the more you know, like, okay, I've got to move here because this guy's going to move in a second. First time I didn't really know, so I was a little cautious, but I couldn't believe it. So you had Colby and Jenna and people went out in the water and I just went out in the water with them. I was waist deep, taking notes, writing down what they're saying, all this stuff. And it blew my mind that I could do that. Um, and I don't know what it's like for you, like your first time Tyson, like Mm -hmm. what, what was it like for you when you get out there and you have cameras in your face as you're trying to have an intimate conversation, how soon do you really either forget about them or just kind of tune them out?
3: Days. It's days because it's 24 seven and you're concerned with so many other things that it, uh, and I think it's different for everybody, like token chains. I remember like specifically them being there and being aware of them for a little while. And it being a little bothersome to me to have an intimate, intimate conversation with somebody with these people, just like being voyeurs on the whole thing. And then after a little while, I was just like, Nope, it doesn't matter. You got to just tune them out, be yourself, say your thing and maybe play up to the cameras a little bit, but there's people that like never get comfortable. And I remember specifically, uh, Debbie Beebe turning her back to cameras anytime she wanted to be devious or something. And somebody reamed her from production, yeah. just like, we will cut you out of the whole show. You're going to gather around the TV with your friends and you're not going to be on because you are not giving us anything. And I think that happens pretty often, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's there's that there's a they give that talk to the players where there's a trust issue. you got to give us what we need and we're going to, you know, protect your secrets and whatever. And I know some players feel that, you know, that happens more than others, but it, I was blown away by what it was like. And then what was the other cool memory? From do, that let trip, let me stop
3: you there real quick. Yeah. Do you think that that was like by design from Survivor or do you think it was like oversight from them for you to be so intimate? Because uh, like I've seen you out there and we've like fist bumped and I've even stepped to the side and we've chit chatted while the game's moving and been like, Dalton, what's up, man? How's it going? You know, like the is that then just?
0: I, I do worry about that sometimes. It's so funny. Like I remember the all the 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 heroes villains when they dropped you guys off in those uh, choppers. Yeah. And literally, props is talking to you guys on the beach, giving the instructions. And Courtney's just waving at me blatantly, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, stop it! And she's just, I'm like, this is like important footage. Like this isn't like just to the side. And uh, and she wouldn't stop. And uh, that day was incredible for a lot of reasons. But yeah, it, it is. It is always interesting when that when that happens and 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 people are trying to have conversations with you i i didn't know like i just think that like you know they i i don't know tyson i don't know how to answer that question other than to say i was surprised they gave us the leverage and freedom we did but that that's great they knew what we needed right and this is also in the day where like you're not just taking video footage but i'm writing a story yeah so i need to know what jenna and colby are talking about now i'm not going to spoil anything right but there's color you know as Riley knows, if you're a writer, there's color you get when you're writing about a story and going on set for different shows where you kind of know what you can reveal and what you can't. You know where the line is where you can sort of tease something without spoiling something. Right. So the only way to get that information, especially when there's waves crashing down and there's wind, is to get in close. So I had to get in close. And they let me do it.
3: So this first time, All Stars, how long were you there? Did they let you stay through? Because I know you've stayed through first tribal councils before is that
0: yeah it's usually it's usually you're there for about a week and what you're there is you're there for about three to four days before the game starts Mm -hmm. uh and then you're there through the first tribal council and uh or in the case of winners at war through the second tribal council because you guys had two tribal councils in the first three days right uh which was awesome And then usually day four is when, when you leave. That's sort of, you know, basically it. And the other, the other thing that happened on that trip, which now has kind of become tradition since then is, man, we were, we were out every night that was in Panama in this weird old resort, uh, that we were all staying at with the crew. And there was a lot of partying, a lot of drinking Burnett. Mark Burnett was out with us drinking all the time. And there was, they were doing this challenge, the first challenge of that season. And he was telling me about it. You know, paddle out. And you got to dig down, da- you got to dive down 13 feet deep, unhook this thing. I was like, Oh man, I would love to do that. It'd be so cool. He goes, well, then let's do it. Like come out and do it tomorrow beforehand. Now this is very last minute. So it wasn't like what it is now where we do full run throughs with the dream team, but I basically did the challenge and ran through the steps of it. And ever since then, the press now at one of those challenge runs through gets to run through at least one, if not two challenges, which is super fun. Um, yeah, being able to, I love. It's one of the things I look forward to the most. Even though my challenge performance, the older I've gotten, has probably gotten worse and worse. I d- really did. Embar- I'll tell you this: I really embarrassed myself for Survivor 46. I'll, I'll just say that. Oh, um, did you?
3: And you have footage of it all for all of us to uh, see. Some
0: was, there is footage somewhere of it. Unfortunately, it was really bad. I'm better out in the water, Tyson. I'm good in the water. Uh-huh. When I'm on land, especially involves strength, you know, it, this is there's no welcome to the gun show situation when I'm concerned. So, well, it's, it's never cool too time. late. Yeah,
3: I'm in. Probably actually it is. So you are the inspiration for that because I've seen, I've never seen you guys run a challenge, obviously, but yeah. I've seen clips of the press running challenges, even doing a tribal council and things like that. And you're the person to thank.
0: Yeah. So, cause I just wanted to do it and get out there and do it. And it's, so now we get to do it, which is super fun because I'm trying to put myself in a little bit in your guys' shoes when I write this, like what's the experience like? And th- that really does help. And yeah. I, I realize when I do these things and I'm doing it on a full stomach, right. And like, just after sleeping in a nice bed and I, I can realize how difficult those things are and know like, oh, you know, this puzzle that looks like it takes 30 seconds, takes 20 minutes, you know, just like little, little things like that that you pick up on. So it is helpful.
3: Yeah, for sure. So you do all stars and is that the moment where you were going on location every time after?
0: Well, I I never go on every time. And for for a while, it was sort of, again, when we were doing big stories. I've been on location, I think, 18 times.
3: Okay. That's a fair amount. That's more times than I've been on location.
0: So a few more, a few more. You you might catch me. You might catch me by the end.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: You never know. You never know.
3: You never know.
0: (laughs) So then I went out for Panama. Was the next one season 12. Okay. That was interesting because I was actually the first person to spend the night on Exile Island the night before the game started, they basically had me tested out uh-huh. and I wrote a story about it. So, uh, you know, being put there on Excel and by myself for, you know, it was supposed to be 24 hours. I don't think it quite was 24, but, um, it was, I failed miserably in every aspect. How so? I, I tried to make a shelter, but I got fire ants all over myself and mm-hmm. gave up. I ate some inedible fruit. They told me they weren't going to give me, you know, this is the thing about survivor. They, they do change things up to the very last minute yeah. to the like. And I can tell you on Hero, uh, excuse me, Winners of War, Tyson, it was not till an hour before that season, before you guys were on the sandspit, when they locked down the two million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that Je- was very last. second.
3: Jeff pretty much made it sound like that. That felt
0: yeah, like that. It, it had just happened. Like, yeah. and they, they'll change things all the time. So they had told me anyway that that Exxon people would not have Flint. So I didn't even bother practicing, and then I got out there, and they gave me a flint. I didn't know what to do, so I yeah. looked like fricking Sundra and Becky in Cook Islands, like it was
3: super <laughs> I mean, embarrassing. There's been a number of people that yeah. have not been able to master the steel and flint.
0: It, it was terrible. So, um, so that was my next time I went out was 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 Panama, and then I went out for Cook Islands right after that, thirteen, which was interesting. So I went out to do a story where I was embedded with the contestants, where I would be with them in L.A. at the hotel, fly with them, stay with them for the three days before the game. And be out.
3: like a contestant. Like, are you yes. like on lockdown? The handlers are handling you all of that? Yes.
0: There, there. Yes. Yes. There were a few different, you know, I had to take notes of things. Well, I guess everyone was allowed to take notes. But yeah. yeah, there were a few things that I had to do, but it was basically to get like, here's what happens on Survivor before they get on the island. So what I didn't know was what the twist was for that season. <laughs> And they kind of said, like, oh, there's something else happening this season. I was like, yeah, but I really want to do this story. And like, okay, that's cool. Just so you know, there's something else going on. All right, whatever. So I'm on the plane because back in the day, and Tyson, you'll remember this, like, I would fly with you guys. I flew with you guys for Heroes Villains. We yeah. all flew out
3: together. Yeah, we'd see on the planes.
0: So I'm on the plane. I see people, like, you know, them coming on the plane because I kind of like, we got to the airport in different buses I wasn't really thinking about, but now I'm looking at everyone kind of together. And I said to Mara Reinstein, who's been on Survivor a lot, um, covering for Us Weekly, and I looked and I said, oh my God, this is a race war edition. She goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm just telling you, I see like four Asian people, I see four black people, I see four Latino. It's just, they've never had a show this diverse and the numbers are completely out of. And she goes, you are insane. They would never, ever do that. You're a lunatic. I'm like, I'm telling you, I think they are. And the only contestant that figured it out was Yule. In my pregame thing with him, because I think they're dividing us up by race, and I'm not sure that's a cool thing to do. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not sure it's a cool thing to do either. <laughs> Is uh, it a cool
3: thing to do? Do you have you have do you have the answer for us yet?
0: No, it's not a cool thing to do. It's not a cool <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> it's like you know, like I've yeah. So anyway, but I, I, that was a cool experience because I got to see Tyson what you guys kind of really do all leading up to the game and through it. So that was that was tons of fun. So when I was going. For these earlier seasons, it was more these sort of, you know, either big cover stories or high concept stories for the magazine, because otherwise they weren't going to send me out on location.
3: I like it. And, and uh, when you're meeting with the contestants, you've done so many of these. Do you have a pretty good idea of who's going to thrive and who is not? Like, What is your percentage on choosing people that go very deep in the game?
0: Well, it's, it, it you know, it's hard with going deep in the game because, you know, the best player can go earlier, go deep in the game. Boston yeah. Robb, his first four times out, I think twice didn't even make the jury. Right. And twice went to the end. It sort of sums it up right there. I think we all agree he's a very good player. Yeah. So, you, you it but you can judge who's going to be a good player. I okay. think you can, I think that is relatively easy to judge. Not to say you have a, you know, you're always going to hit. But you know who's like got a good head on their shoulders. But, But the other cast might see that. What's really funny is when you see someone that like, I remember in Heroes Villains, the one person everyone was like, has to go first. So it was um, Parvati. Yeah. And she made it to the end anyway, which yeah. was that That to me, was like, I couldn't believe she made it to the end because everyone was so obsessed with Parvati and Sari because of what had happened on Micronesia and they'd all seen what had happened there. Right. And yet she still made it to the end, which was crazy. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, to judge who's going to you know win, but you can judge who's going to be a good player and then, you know, so much, There's so much luck in this game, as you know, all too well.
3: Yeah, a lot of luck. So you went out on location most recently. You've been back since post-COVID. Has it been a different experience for you since then, or is it back to normal?
0: It's kind of back to normal. I hadn't been... So 43-44, they looked like they were going to let us out again. And then the last minute, Fiji changed their protocols, and they didn't. Now, Cisco 45 got covid went to 46 and um pretty similar P- pretty pretty similar nothing seemed you know different too different to me they bring alternates out on location now um which they didn't always do sometimes did mm-hmm. you remember that
3: token she
0: natalie was out there natalie was out there heroes villains occasionally they would do something like that yeah. uh, but not always um they bring them out but the process seemed pretty the same i mean you know once you start obviously there's a lot of changes with with the show, but in terms of the pregame, pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that, not that different. I mean, uh, we don't travel with the contestants anymore. That's kind of a different. Yeah. I mean, I was one, there was that time one contestant gave me drugs on the flight out for South Pacific. What? Oh yeah. Wh- uh, that's that. Well, <laughs> hold on back up.
3: <laughs> what are the drugs and who's the contestant?
0: That's the problem. They weren't cool drugs. It wasn't like heroin. It was, it was a uh, Lunesta, which is like okay. that Ambien uh, and yeah. the metallic taste. So one of the contestants, we just happened to be sitting next to each other.
3: And they let you stay that way.
0: Which isn't that weird? Isn't that funny?
3: Very weird because usually they don't always choose your seats and you get on the plane with everybody. And then if two contestants just happenstance are seated next to each other, handlers lose their minds and are trying to shuffle everybody around and trade seats with handlers and trade seats with press and do all this to make sure that everybody is separate.
0: Yeah, we were totally right next to each other. And it was funny because I, thought she was a contestant and she could she thought i had something to do with survivor and we kind of were feeling around the conversation then kind of realized sort of you know who we were and what we were doing and i actually stopped we had to stop in new zealand on the way and so i did an overnight in new zealand because i did this there was a show spartacus yeah and they shot there so i was like oh let me do a set visit to spartacus on the way and then uh but yeah she gave me some drugs so it was awesome helped sleep on the plane um but we don't we don't travel with the contestants anymore. They go out earlier. Again like quarantining for a little longer. They go out much earlier than they used to Tyson. Oh, they um, do. Like
3: how much earlier?
0: Well, like for a while they were going quarantining for 2 weeks there, right. right? Like when they first started. Now I think it's more like a week.
3: So so wait, so would they do the 2 weeks quarantine then the week build up to the show and then film or would they no, like no. straight out of quarantine start filming?
0: Straight out of quarantine. So okay. th- you know that was the the sort of excuse we going yeah. down to 26 days. Yep. Oh, we got to quarantine them for two weeks. We have that whole expense. We have to be quarantined for two weeks. And that's fine. I, yeah. I knew the second they went to 26. Once yeah. a show figures out a way to, to, to do what they do for cheaper, yeah. they're not going to go back to more expensive. It's never going to happen. Right. So they use that as a reason to go down and a legitimate reason. Yeah. But once they did that, they were never going back
3: up. Yeah. People still ask me when they're going back up to 39. I'm never. Like, never. Why would they? The show looks identical on TV. I agree. It's funny. It's funny that
0: you say that too, Tyson. Because you know, uh, players are the ones. Former players, the ones that seem to get the angriest about that.
3: Yeah, I mean, there is something to it because, and and even talking with people in production, they're like, there is no way to replicate the slog of a thirty nine day Survivor season for a player. There's no way you can't. You can't make it equal. It's impossible to make it equal. You can do things that are make it challenging in different ways, but like that 39-day slog is 39 days. You can't replicate or somehow double or, you know, almost 50% more without having it there.
0: I I agree completely. It is a a very different experience for the player. I don't feel it's a very different experience for the viewer. Correct. And viewers will use that excuse like, Survivor sucks now, get back to 30. I really, I've got, listen, I've got plenty of problems with, you know, new era Survivor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but... But that's not one of them. like right. for me, like I'm not saying like I prefer 26. I'm just saying on the list of issues and problems, I don't think that that is anywhere near the top of it right. at all.
3: And there's probably honestly benefits to 26 day. One of the benefits I think is that at day like 35 productions coming to you and being like, can you guys like do something? And it was yeah. like, <laughs> it's day 35 like we don't want to move we're sick of talking to each other there's only four people to talk to at this point like come on and they're like we got to get something we got to do something so that that grinding to a halt probably doesn't stop and and that's a little easier uh to still have people who have enough energy to do things yeah but uh, and i get it like part of me is like these guys will never know the 39 day pain that was survivor plus hourly if you're winning a million dollars in 26 days in, instead of 39 yeah. that's the thing that makes me the most jealous because totally. i'm like you're getting i calculated i think a million dollars over 39 days 24 7 on the clock is like 11 $1,000 or 1200 dollars an hour
4: did, did you ingest for inflation though
3: i mean that's the that's your million essentially.
4: dollars from blood versus water versus a million dollars in 2023
3: it doesn't go as far so you're saying it's about the same? My 39 day slog in 2013 is the same now as a 26 day million dollars? Well, we could do all the math, but I'm pretty
4: sure that it you means can do all the math. That... On yeah, that do job. the math. <laughs> <for> us. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see which contestant came out the best at an hourly rate. Erica uh,
3: adjusted Erica did because she didn't yeah. have to pay taxes in Canada on winning. Right. Oh, we gotta do that math too. Yeah, yeah. cool. Canadian winners.
1: try new Pureleaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash Pureleaf and enter 20 Pure LEAF for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles And your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth, plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. I think the only real problem for me with the 26 days is
0: producers were so clearly concerned that people were going to be upset about it that in those first two seasons, they just forced every contestant to be like, this is the hardest season in the history of Survivor. How would they know that? Yeah. They've never been on Survivor. <laughs> what do you mean it's the hardest thing ever? Like every soundbite had somebody about how hard it was. They were trying to sell us. So, I'm like, dude, you don't have to work this hard. Like it's, it's yeah.
3: okay. It's fine. Yeah. I do remember Lydia from that first one was like, it's the hard. And I had Rob on, I think we had Rob on the first episode and he was like 36 hours into the game. It's yeah. a bold statement to say it's the hardest Survivor of all time.
0: Also, any survivor where they're giving you treated, filtered, good water to drink is not the hardest survivable. Time. And I'm not saying they shouldn't do that, by the way. I'm not saying that they should go back to the days where you had to, if you didn't have fire, you couldn't boil your water, you couldn't drink. But y- there's uh, th- there's no way you're at the hardest season survivor if they're giving you water.
3: Can you tell us when they started that water thing? Token I, I, Chains, I we didn't have clean water, but the water system in Token Chains was clean enough to drink without boiling.
0: Mm. I don't remember. It's, it's funny, Tyson. I have to look back and see. I don't remember when they
3: did. But it. Heroes versus Villains, we did have yeah. a tub of clean water, but it does get dirty over time. They don't clean the tub. Mm. And so it does get like weird bugs and stuff in it by the end. And I, yeah. And Winners at War was the same. It's like, we'll give you clean water in this tub, but the but tub yeah. is not going to stay clean. Right.
0: But it's in those first few days where it's like, where you might not have fire and, you know, the Flint and they're taking it away from you. That that's when it gets like the diciest and you need at least have something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you don't see people as often, not saying it doesn't happen, but remember in those early seasons, like you always had people like puking, like hashtag severe gastrointestinal distress, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff, like just constantly. And it would just take someone out. Like some, like would be some poor player, like just like just got taken out just because their digestive system couldn't adjust in
3: those first few days. Yeah. Uh, For the record, I've never had gastrointestinal uh, distress Distress. on the show of Survivor. And people are always like, Tyson, would you ever do naked and afraid? I was like, I don't think they pay enough for me to ever like even consider doing that. But also I hear nightmare stories of people coming home from naked and afraid and having all these parasite issues. And the only time I ever see a doctor is when I go on a, a new show and they need me to go see a doctor to pass. Like, and right. like, even after I come home from Survivor, I don't go and have a doctor look me over. I feel great.
0: It, it's weird. I always wonder, like, what is what is more like what should be worse and what's more prevalent, the diarrhea or the constipation? Um, because I know that people suffer yeah. from both polar opposites of the, yeah. that situation. I think the constipation in a way is scarier. I mean, you saw what happened to Bruce out there in Panama. Yeah,
3: I've. I've never had either of those. Riley, this is one of Riley's favorite topics, to be honest, and I mm. always have to steer him away from it.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: But uh, I've never suffered either. Uh, but I I mean, if you're dehydrated, you're going to be constipated. Mm. And I've always just been like, this is weird that my bowels are still working four days in and not eating anything. Like, why? What is even exiting my body at this point?
0: Can I tell you the dumbest thing I ever did on location? And I've done a lot of dumb things.
3: This is what we've been kind of building to. Yes.
0: Yeah. This is the good stuff. So this was, this was for one of your seasons, Winners at War. Okay. And let me just say, let me, before I get into that, Winners at War was so cool to be out at. And I just got being, I was right there at that opening day when you guys got off those boats and walked in and, you know, I've been covering this show for a long time. I I, I can be pretty jaded in some ways and like not jaded, but like too cool for school. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you have new people the press come in and and they're like wide-eyed, bushy-tailed the way I was when I first came in. I'm like, hey, you know, settle down. It was so cool to be there for that season and that whole, you know, maybe it was cheesy if you're watching TV, I don't know, but the whole champagne toast and all that stuff. It was just really, you felt like it was a landmark event. I've been covering the show from the very beginning. It was just so cool to see all of you guys out there uh, and have this massive battle. It was awesome. Uh, All that said, for some reason, before the game, Ethan, And I concocted some cockamamie plan that had I thought for one second, I would have realized uh, wouldn't have worked. And as I tell you about it, you'll probably realize why it wouldn't have worked. And the plan was we were going to create a system where Ethan was going to give clues out, clues to who he was voting out when he went to tribal council. And we were going to reveal that he was doing clues, but we weren't going to say what the clues were. And the clue was when he was at tribal council. I mean, even like this, everything about this is so stupid. The clue was if he was wearing his buff on his head, he was going to vote out like a guy. If he had his buff on his wrist, he was going to vote out a woman. And then we're going to reveal that there was a clue, but like, you know, you had to figure out what it was. So we go over this whole thing before the game. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the first tribal council and Ethan's now in the game, right? And uh, so I go to tribal council and uh, I'm watching and Ethan walks in. I'm like, God, is he gonna have the buff on his head or is he gonna have the buff on his wrist? Uh, which way is it gonna be? Like, is, is Natalie going home or is, I'm trying to remember who else is in trouble. Maybe Jeremy, I can't remember Tyson, who it was, but what, this wasn't your tribe. But no. like, anyway, I'm like, who's it gonna be? And he walks in and the buff is around his neck. I'm like, well, wait a minute, we didn't discuss the next situation. <laughs> and of course, I'm not thinking, them as, oh, right, they're, they're micing him there, like right? Like the producers are like, we need this around. We're going to put the mic yeah. on your neck, put the buff there. So he didn't have any say where the stupid buff went, which if we had thought about this for 30 seconds, we would have realized that it never would
3: have worked. So the first season I was on Survivor, th- this does pertain to what you're saying here. They let you just throw the buff on wherever, wherever you wanted to put it, however you wanted to put it. Later seasons, they had someone like from wardrobe or something, make sure survivors displayed on the buff. And if too many people have it on their head, they're like, put it on your elbow. And if you're wearing a collared shirt or something open, you have to wear it on your neck to stuff the mic in. And so there's a a few different things that go into that. So you needed a better signal. What I would have done, and this would have been my signal, is I would have pointed at the person I was going to vote out. (laughs) That's
0: subtle. See, that's the subtlety
3: that
0: we like from Tyson. Yeah, Right over
3: there. (laughs) This one,
0: by the way, my favorite survivor buff ever season four, Marquesas, huge, giant Reebok logo, like yeah. all over like could not be any less subtle if they tried. just, I mean, barely even says survivor. It's just yeah. like Reebok and all the clothes were like Reebok sponsored that Jump season. Suits and so stuff, that's, yeah. That's why Boston Rob's wearing the Patriots hat because they had Reebok had the NFL deal. That's why he doesn't have Red Sox.
3: Yeah. Interesting. That's a fun fact.
0: Yeah, there you go. I'm hitting you up.
3: Yeah, I like it. I I also want to touch on, from my perspective, the journalists there. So we go out and just because our listeners love these behind the scenes stuff that they don't really know how things operate out there. So we go out a week in advance and the journalists are kind of hovering and looming around Ponderosa. I think they stay at the resort. We're staying in tents around camp. And then I think like you sat in on like survivor school and all that stuff where they kind of walk you through the flora and the fauna. And the journalists are kind of on a back row as we're all on the front row listening to some local tell us not to eat some plant or it will kill us. And then they're like, today's the journalism day. We're gonna go out and talk to the journalists. And sometimes they do it around Ponderosa. They just do it removed. And if that's the case, like you go out and from my perspective, it's not far enough from Ponderosa for me to really have a good time with the journalist. So the journalist is like, you can, you can talk up. And I was like, but then they'll hear me. They'll hear my plans. They'll hear how much fun I'm having right now. And I don't want them to hear any of that. And also, my goal is to get the journalist to laugh. So if I can get the journalist to laugh and have a good time, I know we're doing great. But then I'm also looked at as everyone's favorite. And they're like, he was making the journalist laugh. They love him. Like, let's get rid of him. And then winners at war, they took us out to an island to do it. And we spent the whole day bouncing from journalist to journalist. And I got this very quiet, reserved journalist near the end. And I was like, how's it going? And she's like, great. I'm so excited for this interview. All the other journalists have said, what a great interview you are and that you're one of the best. And I've been looking forward to this all day. And she was so bland. That my interview was also very bland, and at the end I said that that meet expectations, and she said no, and I said you didn't do your part, and it was just like, <laughs> I can <laughs> I can do some, but I need something oh, from you too. So I, I know who that was. It was probably you was. who hyped me so yeah. so big, no, and then I
0: guarantee you I did not hype you. No, thank you. Absolutely not.
3: Thank you, Dalton. <laughs> Our interviews didn't go well, you
0: and I. Yeah. I think our interviews are always a blast. We always and uh I, I will I will say this. I remember when for your Blood versus Water that season, I specifically have this memory of Aris telling me, I we that time we did at Ponderosa, and I remember him yeah. telling me, like, hey, I I I, I could hear your last day. like he told me whoever wherever my station was, yeah. and I don't remember who I was talking to. Yeah. But he actually gave me a heads up. It's like, just so you know, I I could, I could when I'm being walked to my interviews, I could I could hear you guys.
3: And who was that? Do you know who that was? That's I'm always concerned about that in confessionals, yeah. in interviews. I am always very concerned that someone from the cast is listening to me because you better believe I'm talking some shit.
0: The, the, I can tell you the one time that we heard it was just it cut through everything was Panama season 12. This laugh that just cut through everything, every interview you could hear it. And that was three fields. When Sari was out there, we could all hear her just bouncing from interview spot to interview spot. And it was just that huge giggle, that huge laugh that you could hear from. And you're like, oh, my God, she's just like, you know, who who is this? Because she hadn't gotten to me yet. You could just hear the laugh. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's funny because that will happen. It's much better now. It's much more spread out now. But you do have to worry about that. And I always when I give me they give me my spot or I say, hey, I want to do it here. You have to think about where everyone else is. Because, you know, I want my person I'm interviewing to feel comfortable, to feel at ease, to feel like they can talk smack or make big jokes or have have fun. And you can only do that if they're comfortable that they're not going to be hurt by other people.
3: Yeah. And I think I have had people secure perimeters if I know that we're close and I've been like, okay, I need you to make sure there's no people around or go to where the people are and then come back to me and tell me if you can hear me while I'm talking. And that is a trick. When was the first time we talked? You weren't out on location in token chains.
0: I didn't go to token chains because I went to Gabon, um, okay. and so again, I didn't go out every time. But so you and I, it's funny because we did. We must. We did an exit interview. I think. So I had this. So I used to do the CBS after show.
3: We did the interview when I was in front of a green screen right, in okay, New so, York. So, right? Is that the first time we've talked?
0: Correct. So then that was the CBS show had gone away. So then I was doing a. Off and on for years, I did a EW sort of video after show. Okay. And that in Token Chains, we were doing it. So that was it, Tyson. That was the first time we spoke. Then we were out at Heroes versus Villains together. And I remember hanging out with you in the airport in LAX. Yeah. And again, they were very loosey goosey. That's so you and I were just sitting there rapping, talking on the way out there. And then, you know. The rest is history, and yeah. you know I'm just waiting for you to leave Rachel for me, basically. At this point.
3: <laughs> exactly, locked eyes and uh, yeah. never looked That's back it. since. Yeah, and then blood versus water. You were out there right. again, and we- blood
0: versus water was so interesting. As as maybe you've talked about on this pod, and what was crazy about that is that we know RC and yeah. her dad had to leave, and so we were only interviewing nine teams right. of two. And what happened was they were literally flying Candace and, uh, and John mm-hmm. out there and Tyson, I don't know if you've talked about this or if you remember this, but what happened was they lined the nine couples all up for the photo Yeah. and, and it's, I don't know Snuck why they did, I don't know why they did this. Cause it wasn't like they actually captured the footage or anything. Maybe it's just so us as the press could see it. So we want to write about it. So they had all you guys up there and then all of a sudden, once you guys were set, then they brought Candace and John into like sort of. We could see your reactions.
3: We knew something was up because they were like, look forward. Everybody look forward. Don't look behind. Everybody look forward. Keep looking forward. But you're right. It shocked us in the moment. But then there was still like two days until the game started or whatever. And then I also remember we did all our interviews as couples. So we'd go around and meet as a couple. I don't remember the soundbite of Rachel and I that was pretty popular with you. I think Rachel said something where she like totally just like tuned me out completely and like responded. Like a complete opposite way of what was happening. But I do remember that. That was a lot of fun. What has kept you in it for 23 years? Because you said that sometimes you look back at how many words you've written and it's sad, but then you continue to write words.
0: Yeah, too many words, uh, some would say. <laughs> I mean, I've tried, you know, I've tried to make the recap shorter. I actually tried to the past year or two to make them like get them like under control a little bit, Like, Because yeah. they were pretty out of control and, and, you know people think survivor is my whole job and obviously it's a lot of what I do like i have i have a lot of other things i need to do for my for my work there's a lot of other things happening so it really is sort of a you know just a, a, a passion of mine i mean i was a writer then I became an editor but i kept writing about survivor because i like survivor and i think it's the reason why people keep watching survivor tyson's probably the reason right like yeah it's this incredible formula where it's sort of the same basic thing but you have a new, it's like a new chemistry experiment every season. Right. And like you have all these different elements and then you throw them in a beaker together and you shake it up and you see what happens. So how can something that we've seen so many times before yet still feel at least somewhat fresh and different? Yeah. So th- I think that's, that's probably the answer. It's at some point, like, I guess the question is, is like, how much longer do I want to do it? Right. Like how much longer long do you want to do it? Freaking time. Like, I don't know. I sort of I sort of feel like I, this is not reporting. I want to be clear. I am not reporting this at all. This yeah. is on based on no information other than just a hunch. Correct. I think probes could tap out after 50, possibly, right? Like I think that would make a sense for him to tap out.
3: I think they're going to 50. I think
0: I think they're definitely going yeah, to 50. They're
3: definitely going to 50. percent Is probes going on longer than
0: that? Right. So what happens at 50? Yeah. Does he decide to keep going on? Does the show keep going on without him? hmm do I decide to keep going on? Like it, it, I'm so close to 50 at this point. Yeah. It seems like I should try and make it to 50.
3: And then you and Jeff, if Jeff also decides to leave at 50, can have yeah. a joint, uh, exit party.
0: Yes. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be looped into the, the going away party for Jeff Probst. I'm <laughs> sure I'll be the first <laughs> invite.
3: <laughs> but you're, you've probably talked to probes more than maybe any other journalist. Is, is that fair to say? Because hundred percent that's fair yeah, you still have what audience with Jeff Probst? is that how you would say it? but like,
0: yeah, he Jeff
3: isn't coming on the pod as spoken, but he's talking to Dalton Ross.
0: yeah, he doesn't do nearly as much press as he used to do. yeah, um he used to do a whole thing where he'd come to New York before every season and do a big blitz of press, and even with e w he used to do a lot you know, he used to blog for us every week. Those were some weird blogs, man. Those were just they were out there, I mean, yeah, and then and then he started doing weekly q and A s. And you know, I can't get him every week anymore. But, you know, I mean, listen, no, and that's not a complaint. Like no one, I've never experienced someone with the level of commitment that Jeff gave us at EW or, or any other showrunner or host ever. I mean, like literally we had them every week for like, you know, 20, 20 plus seasons or something. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But he's really good about it, if there's something I really feel I need, he'll, he'll respond. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, so I don't bug him every week, but I'm like, look, I, I need to know this rules clarification or this huge event happened. Like, what can you tell me about it? Right. And he's 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 very good about doing that. I don't think he you know, necessarily loves everything I write. And um, I think I,
3: that you have admitted to being reamed by probes. Yes, in the past. I have. Been. Yes, okay. I have.
0: Been. Here's what I'll say about it, which which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. He never gets, well, I shouldn't say never gets upset. I'm sure he does, but he never gets uh, angry or calls me up or calls me out for giving an opinion on the show. Never. Like, if I if I just have an issue like with, like, I don't like this twist or that, he's cool with that. Where he's very protective as he should be mm-hmm. is the integrity of the show. So, yeah. like, you know, I'll write something and not really think about it. Like, just like, oh, you know, this is weird. There's five people left on each tribe but this was a challenge for six people and they to sit someone on each tribe. Like, that seems a little suspicious. And they kind of not really think about the word choice and he'll get really mad because it, it, he feels like it looks like that they were hiding something or this or that. I'm like, that wasn't my intent at all. Yeah. Like, So we're coming from different places on it. But that's where he gets very protective about the crew, the show, the integrity of the show, what have you. He, I've never had an issue with him getting mad at me about an opinion I wrote on the show, ever. Which I appreciate because this is a world that you know, Tyson, with a lot of people with a lot of very thin skin.
3: Yeah, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> <So>, yeah. <you
0: know. laughs> And you know, and Tyson, you know, listen, whether we like the twists or not, yeah. things like people like Probst gets all the, the hate from people like yeah. they don't like anything. Mm-hmm. on the show, I get it because he's calling the shots. Get it. But you've been on other shows.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The one thing that no one can question is his commitment to the show.
3: 100 percent. 100 percent. He wants you know? the show to succeed. He's trying his best and he's spending more hours than any other host on any other show to make sure that his show. Is incredible, and yeah. that is a certainty. Yeah, one hundred
0: percent. And I know he like with there is something in terms of the integrity or production or something. You might not necessarily be able to agree with him or this or that as a player, or this or that, but he will like try to fix it. Yeah, like he there's not like other shows, and we don't have to name names, but I know that you've been on where they're just kind of like eh, f it, you know, like
3: yeah. It is what it is. We're what what flying it is. by the seat of our pants. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's exactly. hire a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing, and we'll make a show out of it.
0: Yeah. That's not Survivor.
3: That's not Survivor. Everybody who works in that industry is striving to be good enough one day to work on Survivor. That is yeah. pretty much everyone's goal in that realm of TV production. Before we close, because I know you have other stuff going on, like you said, it's not not all Survivor. (laughs) Uh, You saw probably you know more about season 45 and 46 than we do. Uh, 47, you're in charge. You get to name the premise. Do you have one for us?
0: So this is what I won't give you like exact thing, but I'll tell you like, I I, I don't know how you guys feel about this now. I I was really like, why? Who cares? It's just a a freaking show title i was really bummed when they went to numbers mm-hmm. for the, the the seasons i just think it lacks personality less lacks like sort of like i can just immediately be like survivor ghost island i know what season that is edge right. of extinction yeah. like i don't like it but i know what that is in five years like survivor 43 you're like wait which one is that which one's 40 i'm already What's doing 43? that right now yeah yeah so i never liked that and like as goofy and as bad as some of the themes were i mean heroes versus healers versus hustlers is just so painful and awkward on so many levels but still in a weird way it was sort of charming in that way like i so i i think like go back to one of those you know like not a race war edition you know nothing like that but like the david versus goliath right like Mm -hmm. find a fun sort of theme to pit people against each other and i don't think you want to do something like red state blue state i think that's too fraught but I think there are other ways where you can have, and I don't you don't think you want to do beauty anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, because that's, you know, not really necessarily working in 2023. But I think there are other ways like the David Goliath thing where you could have fun with that. So that's kind of what I'd like to see is them go back to some sort of, or just, you know, even like a, look at Pearl Islands. Like, it's just called Pearl Islands. Yeah. But there was a whole pirate theme to that season. And if you look at that, the challenges were also built into the theme of the season. Yeah. That's cool. Survivor China the challenges that season were built into the location. I understand they're just in Fiji every season. You can't right. do that. But like find a way to incorporate a theme into every aspect of the season. That I think.
3: Yeah, that does make it memorable and it makes it easy to track You're right. Because uh, even when we did our all-star draft for all post-COVID survivor seasons, I don't even know which survivor season these new players, I was like, I think they're yeah. for, from 42. Like, Oh no, that's actually 41. You're like, oh, I knew it was one of the four.
0: It's totally hard to do. It, it, it really, it really is. And and I, you know, I I don't know why they I I don't know why they did it. They were they felt like they were struggling to yeah. come up with some of these themes.
3: But it is it is hard. We'll see. Still a great show. And uh, Dalton, do we have your commitment to at least uh, season forty of uh, or season fifty of Survivor coverage?
0: I mean, as long as Entertainment Weekly keeps me employed, I guess, right? Like, I mean, that's the, you know, yeah. as long as I still have a job, I, get, I guess so. I, that's, that's sort of, I, 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 you know, I'd like to see it. You go through, I will say this, you go through times where you think, like, maybe this is enough. Like, I'm only going to do it as long as I have fun. And there are times mm-hmm. where I don't have fun. Right. Um, it wasn't fun writing about season 39. There was nothing fun yeah. Island of the Idols. Nothing fun writing about that.
3: I thought they went from 38 and then jumped straight to 40. There was a season Skipped right 30, to 40. Yeah, there, there was happen. a 39.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's other times where you're just dealing with, you know, issues behind the scenes that get very frustrating. I actually almost quit after the Gabon season just because of some behind the scenes stuff that like all got worked out, all got fine. But for a while there, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So that, that, that always could happen. But as long as I'm still having fun doing it and um, then, I'll, then I'll keep doing it. I mean, Tyson, I got to be there when you come back, right?
3: <laughs> I, got, I mean, I got bad news for you, Dalton. I'm <laughs> uh, probably retired.
0: I've heard this and I've heard that. Do you know how many times Parvati Shallow told me she was retired uh, sure. and other people before, before sure. they came back? So I've, I've heard that
3: before. I know, but I am definitely more stubborn than those people who have said it.
0: How much, let me ask you this, but how much does it like, and you maybe you do or don't want to get into this, but how much does, just in terms of general, you can you know talk about yourself but also other people because I know talking to Parvati, this played a part at one point in her deciding whether to come back, although I don't know if it ultimately did. Yeah. How much does like, hey, uh, I have other things going on in my life uh, and this will help me secure, you know, sponsorships or, yeah. you know, like, you know, boost my cameos. I would say I can sell cameos, you know, there's that, if you're making a business off of this, yeah. you need to keep appearing on these shows to continue that, that flow.
3: Do you?
4: Yeah, if you're, on, if you're on like a Survivor podcast, for example, it could be good yeah, exactly. to, to go on Survivor when you're invited. Do,
3: but, do, but I'm on the podcast and then, I mean, that's, I don't know. I went on a show last year. I also covered the show that I was on. Yeah. It did almost zero for my brand, to be really? honest. Different show. Yeah, but I'm solidified in what I'm doing. I think if I were in my 20s and building something, then I would have been quiet about my experience last year and said yes the 15 other times they've called since then instead of absolutely not lose my number. And so I'm in a different place. And I think that like I have too much going on to be able to even disappear and do it, even even if I wanted to. But it's like it takes so much to be able to do that now for me. Because I have my kids, I have my family, plus I have the brand that I'm building personally, that I have commitments and obligations that I I couldn't. And it doesn't have the draw that it did. Like at some point, physically, I am going to be a shell of the person I was. And I don't want that to be captured on national TV. I would prefer to do that in secret, in the privacy of my own life without everybody being like, Tyson just Colby'd. I mean, he's 50 right. and Colby <laughs> Colby'd when he was like 30, but right. it's still sad to see.
0: I totally get that. I tol- I totally get that. And I mean, in terms of like uprooting your life, I mean, that is one way where the shorter season would help. You know what I mean? Like, sure. In terms
3: that is that more thing. attractive that it is shorter. Yeah. But I have no intentions of going back. I love my experience. I'm very grateful for it. It's uh, helped me build what I have today, but I have no reason, honestly, to consider, like, to seriously consider going back on the show. Is that too much? Are we going to lose, uh, listeners, Riley, if I am that open and honest with? Uh,
4: no, I think that's fine. I also, I think we'll, we'll get you back though.
0: He's going to pull a Cochran or like a Boston Rob or Sandra. He's going to be like, you know, like showing up with Debbie on the yacht to give advice or like giving (laughs) some secret task to go infiltrate another camp. You know what I I mean?
3: I'm already telling you if Island of the Idols had Tyson on there or there was another season like that, I would maybe be open to that, especially if I could do some remote work. But my whole shtick would have been like make the scariest like pathway they can walk through and it has to be at dusk or at night. And they don't know that anybody's there, and then I'm just going to jump out and scare the living daylights out of each contestant. So they win this trip to go to this island. They walk through this tunnel. It's got a light at the end. It's very scary. And I drop from the ceiling. I'm like, ah, got you. And I just want like to scare the shit out of every single contestant that goes through that tunnel. And that's like, I have nothing planned other than that, just to scare everyone.
0: You, you know, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm the one that needs to go, yet I keep prolonging you trying to say goodbye to me. But I, I will stand by this till the day that I die or stop what, watching Survivor, whichever comes first. I still think Survivor Ghost Island was a great concept. Great concept. Not great execution, okay. but a great concept. A great way to pay tribute to the past with all these great moments and artifacts and this and that. I love it. So if there is a way that, you know, you can do that with former players. And I'm not talking about like the cheesy Cochrane thing or whatever, but there's a way to sort of incorporate players, not as, as contestants, yeah. right. But in person mm-hmm. and sort of paying tribute to some of those players and moments, I think it'd be cool. I I, I love the ghost island concept. I wish they, they just had executed it
3: better. Yeah. But then in that case, am I big enough? Have I done enough on the show that I would be one of the ghosts of the island?
0: Well, they say that the g- items of Ghost Island like were buried and matured and got new powers. So like, who knows, Tyson, if you've been on Ghost Island, who knows like what you're doing now? You're like shooting like lightning from your fingertips, <laughs> like some sort of Sith Lord. I don't know what's going on. But, <laughs> okay, you know. well,
3: fingers crossed for the audience. Uh, Dalton, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to catch up. I don't think we do it enough, but I also no, don't, no, don't come don't. out to New York as often as I should. No, so loved connecting with you. Thank you so much for your time. That'll do it for The Pod Has Spoken. Until next time, see ya.
2: This episode is brought to you by State Farm.